بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا من فضلك علما وتعليما إنك على كل شيء قدير وبعد الحمد لله So we're back now after quite a long break away uh, during the winter break and I think in our previous scheduled class I just wasn't up for it due to the jet lag so we cancelled it. So now we're back together and we're picking up where we left off and that is on page 106. Yes, it is 108 but we're going to do it over again. Yeah, we'll do it over again a little bit because I have some, I have some more things to add to this, inshallah. Um, so this is the new section, part two, starting on 105. The title page for part two says the blessed names. So this section is all about the names of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa wasallam. Now there's a principle that I mentioned in the previous class and I want to repeat it. And that principle says, When something has a lot of names, it indicates the nobility of that thing. Or you can say the importance of that thing. So for instance, if you look at those things that have many names in the Arabic language, you find that they are of great importance or were of great importance to the ancient Arabs. Words like horse, there's dozens and dozens of names for horse based on the size, the qualities, the color, you name it, all sorts of names for a horse. You have lots of names for a tent or for a sword or for a camel, of course. You even have about 70 names for a dog. And that's not because of the nobility of the dog, although dogs are noble. It is because of the importance of dogs for uh, managing, shepherding animals, acting as guard dogs, and so on and so forth. So in ancient Arabic, it's really interesting how they use these names as a bit of a tangent. Uh, it was a common practice in pre-Islamic Arabia that people would name their sons names like Kelb, dog, or Dhib, wolf. But they would, if they had servants, because slavery was a norm, they would give their servants much more beautiful names than their own children. And someone once asked, one of these Bedouin Arabs, why is it that you name your servants really beautiful names, but you name your sons names like dog and wolf? And he replied, it is so that our enemies associate us with ferocity. You know, you're gonna, are you going to raid that village when the boys' names, the young men are named wolf and dog? It's a bit intimidating. Uh, whereas the servants' names are because they're our servants and we give them nice names. 
So they gave lots of names, uh, like lots of names for a dog, uh, horse, camel, tent. Uh, Imam al-Suyuti mentions there was a scholar in Egypt in his time, a blind man, a scholar of Arabic. And he was walking down the street one day and he accidentally bumped into someone because he's blind. And the man he bumped into got angry and said, watch where you're going, ya kelb, you dog. And this scholar said, the real dog is the one who doesn't know 70 words for dog. So Imam Suyuti cites that story and says, in order to escape that description, here is a little essay I write where I enumerate all of the names for dog in Arabic, just so I escape what he said about the person being a dog who doesn't know these names for dog. Uh, you see this uh, reflected in the Quran as well, the fact that those things of great importance are given many, many names. And in the Quran, you find many, many names for the Quran itself. Many names, uh, over two dozen, if not more. You have many, many names for the Day of Judgment. Imam al-Ghazali lists them all out in the introduction to his chapter on the description of the Day of Judgment. He lists them all out in order. The different names for the Day of Judgment, Yawmul Qiyamah, Yawmul Deen, Yawmul Hashar, Yawmul Taghabun, right? Al-Waqi'ah, Al-Qari'ah, Al-Ghashiyah, all of these names. And when we come to this section, we understand that it is a, a continuation of that, that the more a thing has, the more names a thing has, the more important that thing is. Uh, the multiplicity of names for something indicate the nobility or importance of that thing. So this chapter is really about the names and the various names that are, have been collected by the scholars over the centuries. We'll read what the, the author says and then we'll uh, go into a little bit of commentary. So he says, Imam Yusuf al-Nabahani, rahimahullah, has mentioned in his Shama'il the names of the Prophet are part of his virtues, for they specify and personalize him. Through knowledge of his names does one achieve greater knowledge of him. Through his names and attributes, does one understand his immense rank with his Creator? Now, when he refers to the Shema'il of Imam Yusuf al-Nabahani, he's not talking about the Shema'il collection of Imam al-Tirmidhi. That's the famous hadith compilation known as al-Shema'il al-Muhammadiyyah wa al-Khasa'il al-Mustafawiyyah. What he's referring to is this book right here. And this is a translation of the book, and the original title is Wasailul Wusul Ila Shama'il Rasul, the means of arrival to knowledge of the qualities of Allah's Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi wa Alihi Wasallam. So this has been translated into English, and in many ways this book is superior to the Shama'il of Imam Tirmidhi. Not always is it true that the earliest works are always superior. Sometimes the later works are superior because they encompass what is mentioned in the older works and they add to those works what is not found in them. So you have in this 
what is in the Shema'il of Imam Tirmidhi and what is not in the Shema'il. Other Shema'il-like narrations collected and explained in a very nice manner. So in many ways this is superior and even more detailed. Uh, so this is what he's quoting from. He says, it is mentioned in the Shifa. What is the Shifa? The Shifa by Qadr Iyad. Has anyone heard of that book before? The Shifa? This is a book that we're going to teach, inshallah, after the seerah, bi-ithnillah. Uh, this is one of the great masterpieces in the Islamic tradition uh, on the person of the Prophet sallallahu And the full title is Ash-Shifa bi-ta'arifi huquqil mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Otherwise known as the healing in knowing the rights that are owed to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. So he mentions uh, Qadr Iyad, the author, from among the unique attributes of the Prophet ﷺ is that Allah has included the names of the Prophet ﷺ as part of his praise. In the remembrance of his names, he has placed the vast debt of gratitude owed to him. Knowledge of the names is a purpose in itself. Matlubun. It is sought after in and of itself. The abundant names, the author says, indicate his greatness. Through them, one can venerate him and increase their love for him. Knowing the names individually also increase one in love and reverence for him and includes an abundance of salutations for him. Sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. So now in this next section of the chapter, he talks about some of the works that have been written about the names or cataloging and collecting the names of the Prophet So he mentions uh, some of the authors and I'll mention some more inshallah. He says that Imam Yusuf al-Nabahani has said that Imam al-Jazuri, uh, the great Imam, has mentioned 201 names of the Prophet ﷺ in Dala'il al-Khayrat. After him, Imam al-Suyuti recorded 340 or so names of the Prophet ﷺ. He also recorded four kunyas, you know, Abu, some, this or that, of the Prophet ﷺ. Abu al-Qasim, Abu Ibrahim, Abu al-Mu'mineen and Abu Aramil, the father of the widows. Al-Hafidh al-Sakhawi collected 430 names of the Prophet And finally, Imam al-Nawawi has mentioned that some of the Sufiya have said that Allah has 1,000 names and likewise the Prophet has 1,000 names. Uh, and prior to Imam al-Nawawi, that statement was made by Al-Qadi Abu Bakr ibn al-Arabi al-Ma'afiri. And when they say a thousand, they mean mutlaq al-kathra. They mean just absolute abundance. So it's not literally one thousand. It's just absolute abundance. Now, I believe in our last class when we read this section, I went over a list of some of the works that have been authored in Islamic history cataloging the names of the Prophet ﷺ. And it so happened that when I was in Madinatul Munawwara, the city of the Prophet ﷺ, I went with some friends to a bookstore. 
And just as I was walking out, right before I made my purchase, I looked up high on the shelf near the door and I saw a book that stood out. This book right here. This big, thick book. And it's called Majma'ul Anwar Al-Alawiyya Fi Mu'ajamil Asma'in Nabawiyya which means a compendium of lofty lights in uh, an encyclopedia of the prophetic names. So this is a very recent work. This is an encyclopedia of the names of the Prophet wasallam, And this is written by a, a contemporary author, uh, Sheikh Mustafa Muhammad Yaslam Al-Amin Al-Jakani, who's a Mauritanian author. And what he does, what makes this book so unique is that he takes from all of the major and not so major works that were written on the names and he catalogs them. So what he does in the beginning is mention the works that were authored in Islamic history on the names of the Prophet ﷺ. He mentions them chronologically. Um, so you have Asma'un Nabi by Shaykh Hussein ibn Hamdan al Khusaybi al Nusayri al Nasiri or al Nusayri who died 358 after Hijrah. This was mentioned by Ibn Hajar. Asma'un Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by Imam Abu Abdullah al Hussein ibn Ahmad ibn Hamdan al Hamdani, better known as Ibn Khalaway. And then you have Al Munbi fi Asma'un Nabi. Uh, of Ibn Fadis, you have Tafsir Asma and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam by Al Wahidi, you have Shamsul Munir Al A'adham fi Asma Il Badr Al Munir Al Mu'adham of Shaykh Ruhullah ibn Abdullah Al Qazwini. So he goes through this long list of titles, like multiple pages. So what he does, I mean, he lists a total of, let's keep going through it. hundred and twelve books so I can't list them all but there's hundred and twelve books that are uh, either published or in manuscript form that he used and he lists them in alphabetical order so if I turn randomly here to the section starting with the letter Ha the first one is Al-Ha'idu li ummatihi an-nar the one who shields his ummah from the fire so he explains the meaning of that name then he explains, he mentions the source of the name, either from the Qur'an or from the Hadith or from an Athar. And then he mentions the reference, meaning who among those authors mentioned that as a name. So he cites here Al-Qastalani, Al-Salihi, Ma'ul Aynaini, Al-Nabahani. And then he mentions the synonyms, the other names that are synonymous with that name found in other sources. And then for each of those references, he gives you the volume and the page number from the original work which he took it. So this is an awesome work. And it's one of those books that, I don't know if it should be translated per se, but it should at least be summarized because it has uh, well over a thousand plus names. Um, if I go all the way to the end, I can actually get you a number. He gives 1,195 names. 1,195 names. And what he does in this book is, in the introduction, he explains 
the history of this and how it is that we have a thousand names. Like, what does that mean? Where are they coming from? And he mentions an important point, which is that these names are awsaf. They're not, you know, in Arabic you have ismu alam, which is the, the formal name of someone. Muhammad, Ahmed, and so on. But then you have descriptive names. And these are mostly descriptive names drawn from the ayat of the Qur'an and from the hadith. And from certain athar, as well as certain scriptures from the Torah and the gospel. There are certain words that uh, are said to indicate descriptions of him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They are also included in this work. So... Yes, either exclusively about his names or their larger works that have detailed sections going through these multiple names. Yeah, so he mentions a salihi, for instance, right? A salihi, he has his work of seerah, which is a very large work of seerah. So obviously, the entire work is not about the names, but in the beginning, he has the section where he goes through many of these names and explains them. So it's a valuable resource for the names. So now he says here, and this is where I, you see all these books on the table. This is where I'm actually using some original sources. So he quotes on page 107 at the bottom, Qadir Iyad Rahimahullah. So Qadir Iyad is the author of the Shifa. This is the Shifa, by the way. Uh, this is in one volume, and in the Shifa, there is a section that I want to go through, well, two sections, in fact, and... It has a, a couple of chapters on the names, but this is not exclusively about the names. So what he mentions here, if you go to the beginning of this section, because he's quoting him, but I want to go to the original Arabic. So he mentions regarding his names, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a description of the name Ahmed, uh, Muhammad, and other names. But he also mentions, let me just find the section here, I found it. So, so Qadr Iyad, now we're reading from the book in English, he has mentioned, Know that Allah has granted many of his prophets miracles that are derived from their names. Such as Ismail and Ishaq, from whose names knowledge and forbearance are derived. I want to read that in Arabic though because I think the, the, we could retranslate this. So he says, كَتَسْمِيَةِ إِسْحَاقِ وَإِسْمَعِيلِ بِعَلِيمِ وَحَرِيمِ وَإِبْرَاهِيمِ بِحَرِيمِ وَنُوحِ بِشَكُورِ وَعِيسَى وَيَحْيَى بِبَرِّ وَمُوسَى بِكَرِيمِ وَقَوِي وَيُوسُفُ بِحَفِيظٌ حَفِيظٌ عَلِيمٌ وَأَيُّوبُ بِصَابِرٌ وَإِسْمَعِيلُ بِصَادِقِ الْوَعْدِ كما نطق بذلك الكتاب العزيز في مواضع في مواضع ذكرهم صلى الله وسلم على جميعهم. So to give a, a more accurate translation, 
He says such as naming Ishaq and Ismail with the names Alim and Halim. So you're in the Quran, when you read the stories of, of Ishaq and Ismail, you find that Allah describes them with names such as Alim, knowing or knowledgeable, and Halim, forbearance or forbearing. Likewise, Ibrahim is called Halim, forbearing in the Quran. And Nuh is called Shakur, uh, gracious. And Isa and Yahya, John, are called Bar, meaning righteous or good. Musa is called Karim, generous and noble. And Qawi, strong. Yusuf السلام, is called Hafizun Alim. He describes himself. He says, I am uh, protecting and I am knowledgeable. So when he mentioned his ability to manage the food stores of the people of Egypt before the famine, he said, Inni Hafizun Alim. I am protective and I am knowledgeable. Ayyub was given the name Sabir, patient. And Ismail was given the title Sadiqul Wa'ad the one who confirms the divine promise. Such has Allah uttered in his magnificent book in several places, mentioning them, sallallahu wa sallama ala jami'ihim. So that's the passage that we see here in the English, but I just adjusted the translation a little bit. It's a, it, it, the translation here in the English is a little awkward, so the full meaning doesn't come out. What it means, if you read the Arabic again, he says, فَعَلَمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى خَصَّ كَثِيرًا مِنْ أَنْبِيَائِهِ بِكَرَامَةٍ خَلَعَهَا عَلَيْهِمْ مِنْ أَسْمَائِهِ So he says that uh, Allah Ta'ala has granted many of his prophets, uh, the nobility of naming them with some of the names with which he names himself. So Allah calls himself Al-Alim, Al-Halim. And there's a larger section on this that we're going to cover today, inshallah, about how Allah Ta'ala uses some of the titles or names that he names himself and gives the Prophet Sallallahu those same names. Like Ra'uf and Ra'uf. Right, there's a whole section coming up. So that's what he's talking about. So the point he's making is that uh, this is how Allah honored those prophets by also giving them other names besides their formal name. Um, in the next section on 108, he says, Ibn Abbas has mentioned that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, My name in the Quran is Muhammad. In the Injil, the Gospel, it is Ahmad. And in the Torah, it is Uhid. We'll explain what that means soon. I have been named Uhid because I deflect my Ummah from the fire of hell. So this narration mentioned by Qastalani. Uh, the name Uhid is mentioned in an authentic hadith. And Uhid means the one who uh, averts or keeps away, and, or he uses the word deflect, 
and in keeping the ummah from the fire of hell. That's what it means. He mentions, and this is coming from Al-Qastalani and Al-Mawahib al he quotes Ka'bu al-Ahbar who said, the names of the Prophet ﷺ with the people of Jannah is Abdul Karim. And with the people of the fire it is Abdul Jabbar. With the dwellers of the throne it is Abdul Hamid. With all of the angels it is Abdul Majid. And with the other prophets it is Abdul Wahhab. The name of the Prophet ﷺ with the shayateen is Abdul Qahar. And with the jinn, it is Abdul Rahim. With the mountains, it is Abdul Khaliq. With the wilderness, it is Abdul Qadir. With the oceans, it is Abdul Muhaymin. With the fish, it is Abdul Quddus. With the pests or insects, it is Abdul Ghayyath. With the wild animals, it is Abdul Razak. With the predators, it is Abdul Salam. With the beast, it is Abdul Mu'min. And with the birds, it is Abdul Ghaffar. The Prophet's name in the Torah is Mudmudh. And in the Injil, the Gospel, it is Taba, Taba. In the scrolls, the Suhuf of Ibrahim and Musa, it is Aqib. And in the Zabur or the Psalms, it is Farooq. The Prophet's name with Allah is Taha and Yasin. With the believers, it is Muhammad. And his kunya is Abu Qasim because he apportions paradise among its people. So this is a long narration here. Now this is cited by Imam Yusuf al-Nabahani in this work, the Sh- his Shama'il, and he's quoting Ka'b al-Ahbar, and it's mentioned by Imam al-Qastalani in his Al-Mawahib al-Aduniya. Now this is not a hadith, obviously. So it doesn't have the same textual authority as a prophetic hadith. But what it's touching on is something really, really subtle. And that is... Each of those realms, so you have paradise, people of hellfire, the bearers of the throne, the angels, right, with the prophets as a community, with shayateen and jinn and mountains and wilderness. You have different awalim. These are different realms or communities. And when they're saying that this is how those those communities uh, refer to him, there's something really subtle and deep there. Because... The Prophet ﷺ is reflecting certain character traits, certain qualities. And when, for example, the jinn, if they would call him Abdul Rahim, or he's known as Abdul Rahim among the jinn in the kingdom of the jinn, what it means is he is the reflection of this person who is Abdul Rahim, who's the servant of the compassionate. When it's with the mountains, it's, he's known as Abdul Khaliq, the servant of the Creator. With the wilderness, it's Abdul Qadir. With the shayateen, is Abdul Qahar, the overpower, the servant of the overpower, because he overpowers the shayateen. So this is one of these narrations you find in the books. It's not a hadith. You don't have to affirm it as a hadith. But it shows you how he has different names. Now, if every one of us is Abdullah or Amatullah, the servant of Allah, male or female, that also means that we're Abdul Rahman and Abdul Rahim and Abdul Mu'min, and because we're the servant of the one who is named with all of those names, right? 
if a person manifests a very forgiving nature, then they are reflecting that quality of character found in the meaning of ghafar, forgiving. So that person is Abdul Ghafar in the truest sense because they are worshipping Allah who is Al Ghafar and they reflect forgiveness as a quality trait. So a person who experiences that quality from them we will refer to them truly as Abdul Ghafar. So these kingdoms or these worlds uh, receive that understanding, right? That's how they see him as the true Abdul Khaliq or the true Abdul Qahar uh, with respect to them. So that's a, a longer narration. And we're going to get to some of these later, inshallah, some of the explanations. Not a hadith, no. Not a hadith. Okay, so now we come to this section. We'll probably finish with this section today. One more question. Sure. You were saying uh, some time ago Allah honors prophets by giving the initiative and uh, That's what we're coming to right now. I, I know what you're asking. Uh, in the next section, he explains this. Yeah. So look at what he says in the next section. What's the subtitle? To know he is named by the names of Allah. To know that he is named by the names of Allah. Now I'll read what the Shaykh says here and then I'll actually go to the Shifa itself that he's quoting from. He says, Qadr Iyad has mentioned, Allah has uniquely named his Prophet with around 30 of his own names. And he lists out 27 here. He, men he mentions Al-Akram, or the most generous. Al-Amin, the trustworthy. Al-Awwal, the first. Al-Akhir, the last. Al-Bashir, the giver of glad tidings. Al-Jabbar, the mighty. Al-Haq, the truth. Al-Khabir, the knower or the well-aware or the well-informed. Dhul-Quwa, the possessor of strength. Al-Ra'uf, the kind. Al-Rahim, the merciful. Al-Shaheed, the witness. Al-Sadiq, the truthful. Al-Azim, the great or magnificent. Al-Afu, the pardoner. Al-Arim, the knowing. Al-Aziz, the grand, Al-Fatih, the opener, Al-Kareem, the generous, Al-Muhaymin, the watchful protector, Al-Muqaddas, the holy or sanctified, Al-Mawla, the guardian, Al-Wali, the entrusted one, Al-Nur, the light, Al-Hadi, the guide, and Taha and Yasin. These are 27. What he missed here are Mubin, or the clear, the clarion, uh, Fattah, another word for the opener, and Shakur, the grateful, or the appreciative. Now he's not, he's not quoting Qadir Iyad verbatim here. He's just summarizing what he mentions in a section in the Shifa. Now because he's just paraphrasing him, 
I wanted to go to the Shifa itself to offer clarity on what is being said and what are the sources for this. So in the Shifa, on page 294, he has a section and he titles it Fasl fi tashrifi Allahi ta'ala lahu bima sammahu bihi min asma'ihi al-husna wa wasafahu bihi min sifatihi al-ula. Uh, on Allah ennobling the Prophet ﷺ with some of his beautiful names with which he named himself and descriptions of his that he described himself. So let's read what Qadir Iyad says. He says, uh, and I don't have the translation of this with me, so I'm just going to try to paraphrase. He says that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by adorning him with these names in his book and upon the tongues of the previous prophets. And he says there's around 30 or so names that Allah ta'ala has named himself with and with which he named his Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So let's go to the examples. He says, so among Allah's names is Al-Hamid. And Hamid means the praiseworthy because he praises himself and he is praised by his servants. And he says, Allah also named his Prophet Muhammad and Ahmad because Muhammad means one who is praiseworthy. Uh, Ahmad means the greatest of those who praise and the noblest of those who are praised by others. And this is mentioned by Hassan ibn Thabit radiallahu anhu in his poetry. وَشَقَّلَهُ مِنْ إِسْمِهِ لِيُجَلَّهُ فَذُو الْعَرْشِ مَحْمُودٌ وَهَذَا مُحَمَّدُ So then he says among his names is الرَّعُوف الرَّحِيم Allah calls himself الرَّعُوف and الرَّحِيم and in the Qur'an, Allah says about the Prophet Bil Mu'minin Ra'ufun Rahim. So there's no alif and lamb there, right? He's not saying in the absolute sense. We're not, we're not saying that the two are equal in any way. Hashadillah. He's talking about how the name Ar-Ra'uf, the compassionate, is a divine name. But that same word as a name is given to the Prophet And in that is a tashrif, it's an ennobling. Likewise, Al-Haqqul Mubin, Allah calls Himself the truth and the clear. And He mentions this about His Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam too, when He says, جَاءَهُمُ الْحَقُّ وَرَسُولٌ مُبِينٌ Right? In Surah Al-Zukhruf, Allah says, until there came to them the truth and a clear messenger. So this is referring to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He is called Haq, he is called Mubin, obviously in the limited way that applies to uh, other than Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala says, وَقُلْ إِنِّي أَنَا النَّذِيرُ الْمُبِينَ Say, I am a clear warner. وَقَالَ تَعَالَى قَدَ جَاءَكُمُ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ 
Say that uh, indeed the truth from your Lord has come. This is referring to the Prophet وَقَالَ تَعَالَى فَقَدَ كَذَّبُوا بِالْحَقِّ لَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ He says, Ta'ala in Surah Al-An'am, uh, Indeed, they denied Al-Haq, the truth, when he came to them. And Imam Qadir Iyad says, قِيلَ مُحَمَّدٌ وَقِيلَ الْقُرْآنِ وَمَعْنَاهُ هَاهُنَا ضِدُّ الْبَاطِلِ وَالْمُتَحَقِّقْ صِدْقُهُ وَأَمْرُهُ وَهُوَ بِمَعْنَ الْأَوَّلِ he says, it is said that al-haq in this verse refers to the Prophet Muhammad It is also said that it refers to the Qur'an. But the meaning here is whatever stands opposite of falsehood and the one whose truthfulness is ascertained and that refers to the former, meaning the name Muhammad Mubin uh, as well. Allah Ta'ala says, لِتُبَيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ مَا نُزِّلَ إِلَيْهِمْ And that's coming as a verb. To clarify to the people what has been revealed to them. Among Allah's names is An-Nur. And the meaning of An-Nur is the possessor of light, the creator of light, or the one who gives enlightenment, or who enlightens the heavens and the earth with lights. Or the one who enlightens hearts, the hearts of the believers with guidance. And he also called his Prophet Nur. As Allah says in Surah Al-Ma'idah, Qadajaakum min Allahi Nurun wa Kitabun Mubin. Certainly there has come to you from Allah a light in a clear book. And that is almost the ijma'a of the Mufassirun. I say almost only because I haven't done istiqra, full inductive reading, but in over 25 tafasir that I've reviewed, all of them say that the nur in this ayah refers to the Prophet So you need a light to read the book. So the Qur'an is mentioned here as kitab, and Allah mentions nur. So there's come to you from Allah nur wa kitab mubin. And a clear book. You need a light to read the book. You need the person of the Prophet ﷺ to explain it and to embody it. So you actually see what it looks like when it's lived. That's why he is the embodiment of the character traits mentioned in the Qur'an. كَانَ خُلُقُهُ Quran, As Sayyidah Aisha said. And I'll, I'll skip around a little bit. He mentions Kareem. One of Allah's names is Al-Kareem. And in one hadith it is mentioned that among Allah's names is Al-Akram, right, the most generous. And Allah has called the Prophet ﷺ Kareem. إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلُ رَسُولٍ كَرِيمٍ It is the statement given to a noble or a generous messenger. Now it is said that Kareem, Rasulin Kareem here refers to Jibreel. It's also said that it refers to the Prophet Muhammad But you see that the word Kareem is used as a name, a descriptive for either Jibreel or the Prophet And Al-Kareem is the divine name. And he said Adam. I am the noblest or the most generous of the children of Adam. So uh, moving along a little bit. Al-Khabir. So we see that in the list here. Al-Khabir, uh, he says, uh, 
قال القاضي بكر ابن العلاء المأمور بالسؤال غير النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم والمسؤول خبير هو المصطفى صلى الله عليه وسلم So Allah Ta'ala mentions in Surah Furqan الرحمن فاسأل به خبيرا الرحمن He is الرحمن So ask concerning him one who is خبير who is well informed, aware and this is referring to the Prophet ﷺ. Meaning, ask the one who was well aware, well informed, Khabir, about Ar-Rahman. Right? So he's called Khabir in this. And we know that Al-Khabir, the well informed, the all aware, is the name of Allah Ta'ala. This goes on for Al-Fatah, Al-Arim, Al-Awwal, Wal-Akhir. Now, with respect to the Prophet ﷺ, the first and the last, what that's referring to is his order among the Prophets and the, the, the last of the Prophets being sent, which we discussed in some detail in one of the previous classes. So, after going through over 30 names like this, where Allah has a divine name with the Arif and Lam, and in some places in the Qur'an, he refers to the Prophet ﷺ with the same name, without the adif and lam. Qadir Iyad goes through all of these with their textual proofs, and then he starts a new section where he offers theological clarity, because people could wonder, or are you saying that they're equal? Of course not. He offers clarity by saying, that it's important that he mentions, that he concludes this section with a discussion that will remove any kind of misgivings or misunderstandings that might arise among people. He says, الْإِشْكَالَ بِهَا فِيمَا تَقَدَّمَ عَنْ كُلِّ الْفَهْمِ So that I can remove any misgivings that might occur to those who have uh, uh, misunderstandings or false uh, presuppositions or imaginings to deliver them from any possible resemblance between Allah and His creation. So he goes on to explain the theological basis for this by mentioning basically that the Sharia, meaning the text of the Quran and the Sunnah, have mentioned certain names that are co shared. So Allah Ta'ala is Ar Ra'uf. And he refers to the Prophet ﷺ as Ra'uf, without the Adif and Lam. And there's no resemblance between the two. No resemblance between the two. It is linguistically correct to say that the Prophet ﷺ is Ra'uf. Allah describes him as such. He's not saying Ar-Ra'uf as in the absolute, as the divine name. He's not saying that he has the divine name in that sense. So... Uh, I'm not going to read the entire passage. It goes on for a couple of pages. But uh, he brings the statements of the ulama who showed this as uh, sound, a sound understanding, to uh, note how Allah mentions his divine names and certain names of the Prophet ﷺ that have the same linguistic root. So the Prophet ﷺ, who has inculcated the character within those divine names is rightly called the same names but without the adif and lam. So you have Ra'uf and Ar-Ra'uf. You have Rahim and Ar-Rahim. Right? The difference between the relative and the absolute. 
And that's what he's essentially explaining in this section, quoting the likes of Imam al-Qushayri, uh, Imam al-Juwayni, and others. So what I read a little bit here in the Shifa is summarized very briefly in this page, page 109 and 110. And he mentions 27 names, and there are actually 30. So what he didn't mention here were uh, Mubin, Fatah, and Shakur. Okay. Now, we come to this section on page 110, where after speaking about the other names, he goes back to the name Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, Allah has said in the Qur'an, Muhammadun Rasulullah. Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. That's in Surah Al-Fatih. And he mentions the ayah in Ali Imran, وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدَ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبَلِهِ الرُّسُلٌ Muhammad is purely a messenger. Other messengers have passed before him. He mentions the ayah in Surah Al-Ahzab, مَا كَانَ مُحَمَّدٌ أَبَا أَحَدٍ مِنْ رِجَالِكُمْ Muhammad is not the father of any of your men, but he is the messenger of Allah and the seal of the prophets. So, there's a couple of points here. Number one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the name of the Prophet in the Qur'an in, I want to say, well there's three places, I believe five places. But in these places where he mentions his formal name, he does not address him. He's mentioning him in the third person. So, Muhammadun Rasulullah, he's not addressing him, right? Every time Allah Ta'ala addressed the Prophet ﷺ, he addressed him with a title. He addressed him as, Ya ayyuhal Rasul, O Messenger. Ya ayyuhal Nabi, ittaqillah, O Prophet. Ya ayyuhal Muzzammil, Ya ayyuhal Muddathir. O oh, you who is wrapped in garments. He addresses him using titles of honor. He does not address him once in the Quran with Ya Muhammad. But when you look elsewhere in the Quran, you see that Allah addresses the previous prophets with their first name. Ya Adam, Uskun Anta Wazawjukal Jannah. Ya Nuh. Ya Musa, Ya Ibrahim. Right? He addresses all of the previous prophets with their first name. And their names are names of honor. So the name, their first names are themselves honorable names. But Allah Ta'ala addresses the Prophet Muhammad with a title showing his rank, showing the nobility conferred upon him. So that's that's one point. The other point, and we'll probably be going into more detail on this next, in the next class, but I want to just lead into it now, is that it, when we study the 99 names of Allah Ta'ala, um, and we recently started that class here, one of the things we mentioned in the very beginning 
when we covered the meaning of the supreme name, Allah, is that all of the meanings of the other divine names are implied and inclusive within the divine name Allah, right? When you say, for instance, Allahumma, what is Allahumma in a dua? Why do we say humma at the end? That, in, in ancient Arabic, it means, O oh Allah, by all of your names. So when you, make, when you say Allahumma, is as if you're saying, Ya Allah, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim, Ya Malik, Ya Quddus, Ya Salam, Ya Mu'min, Ya Muhammad, Ya Aziz, Ya Jabbar, Ya Mutakabbir, Ila Akhiri. So the name Allah, in its meaning, it is inclusive of the meanings of all of the other divine names. Right? So that's clear, right? So the ulama say, Ismuhu Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yajma' ma tafarraqa min al-ma'ani wal-isharati fil asma' al-nabawiyya al-ukhra. They say that the names, the multiple names of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, their meanings and indications are all implicit in the name Muhammad. So, if you know the name Muhammad in its meaning, you understand that subsumed under it or implicit within it are all of these other names of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Right? That name gathers what is dispersed of meanings in the other names. Just as the name Allah gathers what is mentioned in the other divine names. So it makes sense when learning the names of the Prophet Muhammad to start with the name Muhammad. Because that is his most well-known name. It is the name by which he is recognized and by which, which is used among the people of the earth. And it has meanings and subtleties that we'll be exploring, inshallah, next week. He says here that the name Muhammad is an intensified word from the root word of hamd, meaning to praise. Hence the name Muhammad comes from praise, and it means the one who is praised abundantly. So for you Arabic students, you know that in Arabic the name Muhammad is technically called Ismu Maf'ul. Ismu Maf'ul, which means it's an, a name from an, uh, the object of a verb, right? So if you take a verb on the pattern of fa'ala, on the pattern of fa'ala yufa'ilu taf'ila, the one that receives that kind of action would be called mufa'al, right? So if you say hamada yuhammidu tahmida fahuwa muhammid wa dhaka muhammad. So hamada means he praised abundantly. Yuhammidu, he praises abundantly. Tahmid is abundant praise. The one who does that is called Muhammad with kasra, and the one who receives abundant praise is Muhammad. That's what it means. 
And so it comes from Hamd. The same thing goes for Ahmad. Uh, we'll get to that when we get to it, insha'Allah. Um, I'll close with this paragraph here. Al-Qastalani has mentioned that Allah named the Prophet وسلم, with this name 2,000 years before creation. However, Al-Qastalani, this is uh, the great imam and author of the seerah, Al-Mawahib Al-Ladunniya, and he is an authority, but it is a, la- a later book, so there has to be tahqiq. Sometimes the views are just narrations without authentica- authentication. So the author here says, however, Imam Muslim has related from Abdullah ibn Amr ibn As, radiallahu anhu, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, Allah wrote the destiny of all the creation 50,000 years before he created the heavens and the earth. From among that which he wrote in the dhikr, the remembrance, which is the source of all the books, Ummul Kitab was Muhammadun Rasulullah. So that would mean not 2,000, 50,000. And 50,000 years here is a very relative number because by what, how do you estimate what that time is before the actual creation of the heavens and the earth when you measure years by the movement of the sun here. So the point is that it was uh, before the creation of the heavens and the earth, Allah gave him that name. And this is his uh, most well-known name, the most recognized name, the most virtuous of his names, sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam. So inshallah, in the next class, we'll look at some of the narrations concerning the, this name and its uniqueness and some of the history of the name as well, inshallah, and the virtues associated with it. And then we go into the name Ahmad and some of the uh, features of these two names and what it means to know them. When we get to page 121, we find that he goes into some of these names and titles for a few pages. And then it begins a new section, which is still on the names, where he's analyzing the narrations that describe the names of the Prophet ﷺ, as well as some of the ayat that mention his names. This goes on. I'm just flipping the pages now, and on, and on, and on, and on. And then it goes to a new section on 149 about the honor of the name of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He goes on, and on, and on. So we're going to be talking about names for, yeah, probably before Ramadan, inshaAllah. والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم